good day and welcome to Holding Fast. How is your anchor holding today? Is it gripped firmly to the unshakable rock of the Word of God? We begin a brand new podcast week today and uh, looking forward to sharing from the Word of God with you. Those of you that have been reading through the Bible reading program uh, at, uh, at our church anyway, but uh, perhaps if you're reading through your Bible, probably of late you've been spending your time in the book of Exodus. I know I have. Uh, I always think Exodus is so exciting. Uh, when I was on the mission field, had the opportunity to share the Old Testament and in particular the book of Exodus with tribal people who had never actually heard the Old Testament Bible stories before and about the victory of our Lord and how he redeemed his people and brought them out of out of Egypt and uh, led them uh, through the Red Sea and out into the desert that he provided and, and met all their needs there. And about all of those circumstances, I always thought that if there were ever a series of of uh, movies that would be made, that that would be exciting to be able to see that, uh, particularly with the technology that we have today. But where well, I'm turning my attention towards a chapter that I recently came through in the past few weeks, and uh, that is found in the book of Exodus, chapter 16. I'm always excited when I read that and discover the miraculous work God did in providing for his people. And in chapter 16 of the book of Exodus, and over in verse, let's see, verse 7 and verse 21, we're going to read. Here in verse 7, it actually says, And in the morning, then ye shall see the glory of the Lord, for that he heareth your murmurings against the Lord. And what are we that ye murmur against us? Down in verse 21, it says, And they gathered it every morning every man according to his eating, and when the sun waxed hot, it melted. Well, I'm turning my attention to this today because it's interesting to see how God set that manna from heaven. The word manna, of course, was really a, a, a translation of what the people said when they went out and said, what is it? And that's what manna means. Uh, from these verses, we understand that God provided them manna every morning. And I think what you're going to find is here as we read through the scripture that you're going to see that there's an interesting parallel between the manna that God provided and the word of God that we have today. And that's why I open each podcast with how does your anchor hold? Is it gripped firmly to the word of God? Because much like the manna of the time when Jesus, when well, when Jesus, but when our father led the Israelites into the desert, that 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 manna sustained them. And I just want to note a few times that this parallel becomes real obvious. It was given because uh, the manna was given because the Israelites literally complained that they had nothing to eat in the wilderness. Uh, God promised them that he was going to rain bread from heaven back here in verse four and verse in chapter 16. It says, then said the Lord unto Moses, behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you. And the people shall go out and gather a certain rate every day that I may prove to them whether they will walk in my law or not. Uh, this manna that God provided uh, as the dew from heaven, as it were, is a really a beautiful type of the food that God provides all of us today uh, to feed our souls, to nourish us up. That food, of course, is God's own word. And I want to just note a few ways in which that becomes obvious. Uh, we know that, first of all, back over in the New Testament in 2 Peter 1.21, 
we're reminded that the manna was really a supernatural gift. It was not some kind of of uh, 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 interesting coincidence, but it was literally a gift from heaven. It was not of earth. <clears throat> it was something that God provided, and that's what the Bible says about itself. Second Peter one twenty one. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. So manna was a spiritual gift, a supernatural gift, excuse me, and so is the Bible, a supernatural gift. It's not a product of man's genius. It's not a product of some sunrise that they witnessed, but the Bible itself was directly given by God uh, to his people uh, as a spiritual nourishment. Secondly, I note that the manna came right where the people were. Did you notice that? It doesn't matter where they traveled, when the cloud would pick up and move, that the people of Israel would move as well. And it never failed that while they were wandering in the desert, that the manna always appeared in the morning so that they would be able to be fed. It was right at hand. It was right in front of their eyes. I mean, some of us would like to have that today. Uh, that's the way it is with the Word of God. It's accessible to us today. We don't have to go and hunt and find for it. God has blessed us immeasurably by it. Uh, I think it's just a shame that in countries where it's more difficult to get the Bible, it's probably prized by more people. I know I have multiple copies of the Bible, and maybe even you do as well. But it is right where the people were. God met them and provided for them uh, every, every morning. But a third thing about this manna uh, that is true about your Bible is that it's got to be it's got to be eaten. Uh, you just didn't walk out and go, "Wow, what is that? That looks nice. Looks like it would be tasty. Looks like it might meet my need." It literally had to be eaten. And the Bible is the same way. It's given to you in order for you to dig through all of its treasures, to be able to sound its depths, to be able to ransack the God's Word, to be able to feed your soul on. It has to be eaten. It's not good enough just to sit on your coffee table or on your shelf or in your car or wherever you might keep it. But that Bible needs to be a part of the fiber of your thinking. Every part of it needs to get into your brain. Fourth, I would suggest to you that the manna was something that had to be gathered every day. It wasn't, you know, Moses made a big point of this. As a matter of fact, a lot of people got surprised, maybe thinking he was just kidding. But Moses said that you are to go out every day and gather for that day. The only time you could gather more than that, more than your necessity for that day, was when it was approaching the Sabbath, where you were not allowed to do any work. Uh, you were to get double the amount, in fact. And and so the manna itself had to be gathered on a daily basis, because if you tried to hold it off, uh, hold it over till the next day, the Bible says that it would be wormy and unfit to eat. Uh, and so the manna had to be gathered every day. Uh, I think the parallel is obvious here, isn't it, folks? That your soul's manna must be must be harvested every day. You've got to get it. You got to open it up. You got to get it prepared. You've got to be able to uh, 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 provide for yourself by gathering it in daily. Please don't lean on last month's Bible lessons. Don't even lean on Sunday's Bible teaching. If you're dependent on your pastor or for some other spiritual leader to nourish your soul, uh, what's going to happen if you're ever cut off from any of that? You'd starve to death. 
And I'm challenging you to make sure that you're feeding your soul through the week. Uh, and begin that. This is the first podcast. And don't even let this podcast be that, which is your devotional work. You make sure that you're dependent on gathering the word to yourself on a daily basis. And then last, let me suggest to you, the manna was gathered by bending over and humbling yourself and perhaps even getting down on your knees. Uh, it didn't grow on trees. God didn't didn't make it so that you could just walk along and leisurely pick it. But rather to get it, you had to bow down. The Israelites had to bow down and pick it up off the ground. Uh, to know the word of God, you're going to have to come humbly on bended knee to feed daily on his word. And that's not meaning that you have to be uh, uh, kneeling down in order to understand God's word. The point being that it's in a spiritual sense that in order to benefit from God's word, you really have to have a humility in your heart and say, Lord, teach me. That's the way I start my Bible reading every day. Lord, I'm open in your word. I need you to teach me. Help me to be humble and to be teachable by your by your, the scriptures. Acts chapter 20 and verse 32. And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. Uh, may the Lord bless you today as you begin this brand new podcast week and work week as it is. And I hope that you're going to be walking in obedience to his word. You're going to be looking for it, nourishing your soul with it, uh, kneeling before it and saying, Lord, teach me today. I promise you that he'll do so. He'll feed you. He'll never let up as long as you don't quit, uh, as long as you don't stop going out and getting what needs to be gotten to feed your soul. God bless you today, praying for you, asking God to enrich your soul in His Word.